Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe and secure and reliable and is located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 with it. <laughs> Hello and welcome into the Starcaster Mark Studios along with Christian Chambers. I am Ryan. And uh, we're here to you live on a Wednesday night. Uh, it's a little late, but it's uh, it's fun, Chris. It's fun to get to do this off-season stuff, right? Yep, it's hard to find things to talk about. <laughs> a little it's, bit. It's been quiet. All the GMs are on vacation right now. Right, yeah, especially after you know the craziness of July with uh, Stanley Cup being awarded later than normal. And then it was just like boom, boom, boom. NHL entry draft, uh, expansion draft, and then, you know... Uh, NHL for agency and you know after that it was just August nothing so 
But uh, we still got some things to talk to you guys about. Um, there's uh, mostly we're going to talk about uh, kind of like the line combos for the stars. We'll, we'll do that last because that's the more interesting thing uh, for us and also for you guys who are listening to us on the podcast side. Uh, hello to you guys on the podcast side, by the way. And um, we're also going to start with just some recent news. Again, there's not a lot, but we're still going to start with that. And then uh, we also wanted to touch on a little bit about this article that came out in The Athletic. Uh, it was a, about a couple days ago, and it's about the NHL executives being concerned with season ticket sales. And we'll get into more depth about that uh, as we go on throughout the night. So uh, let's just go ahead and get started. Um, Christian, you got anything uh, going on fancy in the world that you want to tell our listeners about or not really? Uh, well... Well, I work at a tech store, so I'm sure most of y'all know that by now. But anyway, uh, so we had about 25 computers that were delayed for 18 to 22 weeks. Whoa, that's so a long time. Yeah, Jeez. so I got I got to tell all those customers about that, and they were very happy to hear that from me. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just full of love and joy from all kinds of people today. All right. Well, for me, we start school tomorrow. So uh, like <laughs> our, our first day of school is a Thursday. Like, who, 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 who does that Thursday? Anyways, okay, so that's what's going on in our lives, but y'all don't care, so let's get into this sort of things. Okay, so a lot of the news coming from this past week was mostly about just a lot of signings and a lot of extensions that are coming up. Uh, mo- the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is, is kind of a big one for me, is the UC Soros extension. So UC Soros got paid. Uh, he's he got a four-year contract with which in my opinion that's like the perfect length for somebody who wants to stay in a city for a period of time and he's he got it for about five million dollars uh, a season so good for him good for UC Soros and just a shout out to him especially because you know as a short dude you know he's a short goaltender uh, mad props to him playing that position when you know most of the goaltenders nowadays are you know six three and up so yeah, I, I would have liked to see him not with the Predators because for some reason he always beats us. Uh, yeah, so, what, what is that about UC Soros and the Stars? He, even he, even when Rene was good, Soros would always beat us when he was playing in as a backup. So it's, it's just annoying. Well, it was Rene for the longest time as well. And it wasn't until that playoff series uh, when John Klingberg scored the goal in game six in overtime that uh, put us to the second round. I think it was 2019, right? Or 2018? One of the two. And yeah, something like that. that. That was like the first time where I finally felt like, okay, the curse is broken. It's no longer there. But uh, anyways, for Stars fans, the, the big thing about this particular bit of news with the whole signings and extensions thing is, yes, we've had a lot of signings with free agency and everything, but on the Klingberg front, there's nothing, which is, a, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be concerned because, I mean, it's August in the off season, nothing's going on, but... Uh, you know, some people have shown their, you know, a little bit of concern with this. Should we have any concern right now, Christian, with the Klingberg situation? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think this year he was gonna, he. I don't think he was gonna sign this off season no matter what. I, I think it's possible that we get a signing during the regular season of this year, but I think they want to wait and see how he's doing to see if he can get a big boost. Because if he like comes out and has a, a Norris performance kind of year he's gonna get paid a lot more than he would if we, we pay him right now so i'm sure his agent wants to wait and honestly it might be fine for us to wait as well well yeah if you're the stars you don't want to wait right 
I mean, in, in my opinion, I mean, what if he has like a monster season right now? Like, let's just say he scores 60 points, which is insane for a defenseman. I mean, Adam Fox did it, but let's just say Kleinberg has a, an insane year. How much is he worth then? And especially with all the contracts that have come out recently, uh, with all the, de- I mean, freaking Seth Jones getting nine and a half million dollars. That's stupid. And, yeah. and then uh, who, who else am I thinking? I mean, Dougie uh, Hamilton got paid to Jones. <laughs> yes. Dougie Hamilton got paid too, but uh, you know, he's worth it, but still defensemen are getting paid. So I'm scared that that's going to translate to next season. And if he has a giant season next year, he's going to demand 10, 11 million dollars. Yeah. He's going to get 10 or 11 million dollars. I think if, if we're smart, we give it to him. So <laughs> that's what I hope. So you really think he's going to get $10 million even if he doesn't have a monster season next season? No, he has to have a good season for him to get $10 million. I think if he has the same season he had he had last year or this year, which was still a good season. A really remember, good season for Klingberg, yeah. He would still get paid around what Haskinen is getting. And that's, I mean, I really don't expect him to get more than Haskinen. I, I really don't. Uh you could probably make some arguments that, you know, oh, I've been around for a long time. I deserve to get paid a little bit, which he does. So, you know, maybe I see him in the $9 million range, $8.5 million range, something like that, if we get him signed this offseason. Um, if he has a terrible season, uh, who knows? Maybe a little bit less, maybe $8 million. But if he has a monster season, that price goes up, and he's he's going to be asking for $10.5 million. So, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that? You think that's about right, or do you think ten and a half million is too much? I mean, I, I hope he has to get paid ten and a half million because that means he had a good season. And if he had a good season, then the stars probably had a good season. So, <laughs> in a roundabout way, I hope we have to pay him that much. That would be a great problem to have. <laughs> okay, uh, monster season off to the side. Let's just let's just talk about expectations from John Kleinberg. What's your expectations from John Kleinberg if you're Jim Nell, Rick Bonus, whoever? I expect he'll play the same as last year. I think this is his kind of plateau, in my opinion. I don't think he'll really get much better than what he is right now. So you think he's in his prime right now or maybe a little past it? I think he's in his prime right now. He's, he's nowhere past his prime, but he's in it right now. I'm not sure how much better he could get. He might have a, a good season, a, like a really great Norris contention season in one of the next maybe five, but I don't think he's going to be a consistent like Eric Carlson was uh, when he was in – when he was the center for so long. Yeah, you know, I may go on a side tangent there in a second, because uh, you know that, that it's something we didn't talk about that we were going to talk about, but it may be a good idea to talk about. And I'll, I'll, we'll go, we'll get to that here in a second. But um, honestly, if I am Jim Nil, I want to see exactly what I saw last season, maybe a little bit more production. Yeah. Maybe. It, well, it, just, if, just in goals, though, you mean, right? Because his assists were crazy. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, he's going to get those assists because, you know, he's the power play quarterback other than Mira Haskinen, maybe either on the first or second uh, unit. So um, he'll, he'll get his, his assists just because, you know, that's one of his strong suits is getting that puck through the, uh, you know, through the wall of penalty killers or even if it's five on five, just getting them through the other team's defense. That's a huge strong suit of his. So. Um, but I would like to see more goals from him. Um, I mean, if he gets, uh, let's just say he gets 15 plus, that's a monster season. That's, in, yeah. that's insane. That's the number um, I was thinking too, actually. My, my expectation of him, maybe seven or eight goals. If he gets 10, that's perfect. 
Ten's so good. Yeah. Ten, 10 would be absolutely perfect for John Klingberg if he wants to get paid this offseason. And, you know, if I'm Jim Nell, I'm uh, letting him know my expectations on that. And, uh, I mean, that's what I expect. Ten goals. So, um, let me go on a side tangent here for a second. This is not something we were going to talk about. But uh, I want to talk about the Norris, uh, the Norris Trophy for a second. All right. So here's the argument from a lot of people nowadays. A lot of what is the Norris Trophy for? Let me just ask that flat out. Uh, officially, it is for the best defenseman. Best defenseman. Okay. Now that is extremely vague, right? Extremely yes. vague. So now, based off of what you see the past couple seasons, even going back all the way to Eric Carlson, what is that trophy awarded to? Highest scoring defenseman. <laughs> highest scoring defenseman, right? So, arguably, like, when Eric Carlson was in, you know, in Ottawa, he was a great defenseman. Don't get me wrong. He was putting up points like crazy. Was he the best defensive defenseman, though? Was he the best all-around defenseman? And the argument with some would be no. Yeah, I would say no. But, I mean, that's just the nature of that position in in our sport is just that there's no real good way of showing defense with stats – like we have plus minus and that's the best like generic and like most right, used and, thing we and, use and we always right. talk about how it's a, a, how it's a terrible flawed it's a flawed system yeah, yeah. especially over a long period of time exactly because if you're on a bad team you could be the best defenseman in the world but if your goalie lets in half the shots and nobody else is playing then your plus minus is going to be terrible and that's I, not going to be I, your I, fault <laughs> i feel for rasmus Dahlin right now i really do yeah, and if you're on the ice more, your plus minus is more likely to be fluctuating than if you don't play as much. Right. So, so let me get to this. Let me get to the question that kind of spawned this whole idea. Should the Norris Trophy be given to the best offensive defenseman, the best all-around defenseman, or the best defensive defenseman? And then what? If, if and, and then pick one of those three, and then obviously there needs to be a solution for the other two slots, right? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what it, what what would you put as a solution there? Because I have one. Uh, I I reject all solutions and substitute my own solution. Whereas <laughs> the Norris Trophy is the MVP trophy for defensemen. Whichever defenseman is the most valuable defenseman for their team, <laughs> in my opinion, should be the Norris Trophy winner. So if if Eric Carlson, so kind of like the Hart Trophy, but for specifically for defensemen. Yeah, because defensemen are never going to win the Hart Trophy. Right, That's we not rarely gonna we rarely see that. <laughs> I, I I'll I'll go look and see when the last time uh, defenseman won the Hart Trophy was. Keep going. But anyway, it, if you make it the MVP trophy of defenseman, you're saying exactly what it is. Like it, that way, you're leaving it subjective, so it can be a defensive guy or it can be an offensive guy. But it's the guy who has the most impact is is what I think it should be. All right, so. I honestly have a solution for all of this, and what I what I think it should be is that the Norris Trophy should be the best all-around defenseman. And in my opinion, and I, I'm thankfully we don't have to, you know, hear Ranger fans on this or anything, but I don't think Adam Fox was the best defenseman in the league this past season. I think they just made a a big enough ruckus in like you know fandom or whatever, especially the Rangers that they convinced enough people in the media, the the PWHPA, the Professional Hockey Writers Association or whatever, to select Adam Fox as their winner rather than Victor Hedman. I still think Victor Hedman sh- got shafted. 
just kind of almost kind of like uh Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky. Got, yeah got shafted <laughs> as well and I think people, I think part of it was that people just didn't want the Lightning to win the trophies. So just because they're so good. I, I don't think that people would come out and honestly say that. But in the back of their mind, I think that's what some people are thinking. I'm going to give this to somebody else who was as good on their team, if not better. Yeah. But, uh, and so my solution for all of this is that you create another trophy that recognizes a defensive defenseman, right? So... I mean, think of that people... just makes both trophies less special, though. Honestly. I disagree. I, d- I completely disagree because you have here's my thing. You have all of these trophies for, you know, point getters, right? You know, the Rocket Richard for the most goals. Uh, you've got like, you know, the Hart Trophy. I mean, honestly, how uh, I sh- I'm sh- still should be looking that up. But how often is that given to a, a, a defenseman? It's never, never. Maybe Paul Coffey. I'm just guessing off the top yeah. of my head. But I mean, defensemen really truly only have one trophy that they can go for. And, you know, everybody has says, oh, well, this guy is a Norris Trophy candidate. We talked about John Klingberg before Miro Haskinen came around, and now we're saying it about Miro Haskinen as well. Well, the fact is, is there's, you know, hundreds of, well, I wouldn't say hundreds, dozens and dozens of defensemen in this NHL, but there's only one trophy, and it can only be awarded once a year. So maybe recognize different uh, facet facets. I think that's the word facets of the game for defensemen, because honestly, that is a part of the game that is coming out now. Offensive defensemen are becoming more and more prominent in our game just because it's getting faster. I mean, we didn't really have much of that a long time ago. We had Brian Leach, you know, the great American player. Uh, I mean, I already mentioned Paul Coffey, but now there's more. You could name four or five offensive defensemen. There's two in Dallas Stars alone. So I I really think that the solution for this is creating another trophy, and I don't know what to call it, but, I mean, think about people like Essa Lindell. Gets no recognition. He gets paid, yes, $5.5 that's great, but he's not recognized for the things that he does for this team. And it's, and it's completely on the defensive side. How often did did we look at the stats and Essa Lindell had played six, seven minutes of PK time and they in that power play of the opposing team had gone every, like over four? Every game. Exactly, right, <laughs> exactly. So, I, I mean, I, I know this is kind of a little bit less so, but like uh, Jacob Slavin in Carolina, he's a great example, not a crazy offensive defenseman. Yes, he puts up numbers, but he is more on the defensive side of the game. So I feel like that those players need to be recognized more. Sorry, random, you know, tangent that we weren't going to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I, I, I was just curious. I think that's true. But having two trophies like that makes them both less special, in my opinion. Because right now the Norris trophy is special because that's the one for defensemen. You know, if that's what you think of. What's the trophy for defensemen? Oh, it's the Norris. But it doesn't. it wouldn't really work, I think, if there's two. Like, it, it would just make two guys be the MVP, which is pretty lame. But there's not two MVPs. There's like there's a Hart Trophy winner and there's a Rocket Richard winner, and they're two very different things, and they're very obvious. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So I've got the stats. So the last time that a defenseman won the Hart Trophy was the 1999-2000 season, and that was Chris Pronger when he was with uh, who was he with the St. Louis Blues, and that was. That's so. It's it's been over twenty years since a defenseman has won the heart, the heart trophy. 
So you're telling me in 20 years there hasn't been a defenseman that probably could have outplayed any of those go- goaltenders or uh, forwards that you know that won that award. I don't know. That's just me, but whatever. Doesn't matter that much. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, and there's been seven defensemen in his in the history of the Hart Trophy that have won it. Well, no, not seven defensemen. Seven times a defenseman has won it. Bobby Orr won it three times. <laughs> uh, and again, there's another offensive defenseman that it was not normal in the uh, you know back in the like late '60s, early '70s, and that just wasn't a thing. Um. Okay. Anyways, let's get let's keep going. Um. So. Sorry, random tangent, but that's a good that's a good topic to talk about. I thought that was kind of fun. Anyways, uh, next thing we want to talk about that's kind of going around Twitter and the social media worlds is that the NHL executives have. Uh, wait, no, a, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. There's more news. You, the thing you've been posting all about on Twitter, the the sponsors on the jerseys. No, 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 no. That's what jerseys. I'm doing. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I thought you were moving on. Nah, I'm not okay. moving on yet. Okay. Until I was rudely interrupted. Okay, keep going. Keep going. The NHL approved a three inch by three and a half inch ad on the jerseys for the 2022 2023 NHL season. So that's not going to be uh, for this season, obviously. It's going to be for next season. All right. And uh, the location of these ads will be on either one of the chests. Okay. I would guess it's probably the opposite of where the C or the A would be because, you know, your captain has to, still has to have the C and then you, they'd have the ad on the other side. Um, but. You know, you and I, it sounds like, because we, we very briefly texted about it, it sounds like we're on opposite sides of, of this issue. Um, people are, some people are freaking out about it, and I wouldn't say you're freaking out about it, and then some people are more just whatever. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on this whole ad thing? Well, first of all, I don't like it. Ads on jerseys is dumb. It looks tacky. The NBA did it. It looks bad. I don't think it looks good. Having the Wish logo on your Lakers jersey is it. It looks tacky, in my opinion. Um, also, whenever they start selling jerseys for the 2022-23 season, they're going to have the ads on it. They you so better they will have the ads on it. That hasn't been confirmed, but on every other sport, if you go buy a Lakers jersey right now, it's going to say Wish on it. If you go buy a FC Barcelona jersey, it's having whatever the heck freaking giant logo they have on their chest is so it, you're gonna pay for an ad and you better believe the price of the jersey is not gonna go down <laughs> so you're gonna just you're gonna be paying the same amount to walk around with the billboard on your on your shoulder which is stupid it's ridiculous and honestly it's just gonna it's gonna make the jerseys look worse if there's any color to these logos i'm gonna be really upset so if we have our okay so at&t sponsored our helmets and they did the white AT&T, which it, it looked fine. If there's a blue AT&T logo on our Victory Green sweaters... That would be weird. That would look terrible. <laughs> I don't think they're stupid enough to do that, but I, I I don't know. We'll see. But I don't like it at all. I think it's an eyesore. Having to, to pay for an ad, you're going to pay to wear an ad around. That's crazy. So I just don't like it. I don't like it either. But here, here's my thought about it, and I, I kind of put my thoughts on Twitter earlier, uh, or it might have been Instagram, one of the two, I forgot. Um, the NHL lost over $3 billion over the course of the last year and a half when the, when the pandemic shut everything down and shut the world down. 
this is the way that they are trying to recoup assets that they had. They're trying to get back to that. I think they were at like $4.8 million per projection for that 2019-2020 uh, season before it shut down. And they're just trying to get back to that so that they can start raising the salary cap again. You raise the salary cap, players get money. Players get money, we have hockey to watch. That's my biggest thing. But I don't I don't think the NHL is anywhere close to being in danger of anything like that right now. Like if I they think... go five years from now and they haven't done anything to gain more money or ticket revenue hasn't bounced back like we think it will, then yeah, maybe you would have to explore possibilities like this. But they're not they're not saying this is like a, a temporary thing either. This is a thing that is going to happen and is going to stay. So when right, but ticket revenues long... do bounce back to their normal, the ad's still gonna be there. They're just gonna be making more money off of it and having our game look more bad. <laughs> well, see, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that that thinking. I understand what you're thinking. I just don't agree with it. Uh, the, the thing is, is that more than any major sport, okay, let's just take the four major sports in North America, okay? So American football for our UK listeners, because I know there's a, a lot of UK listeners. I can't say football without saying American football, or otherwise they'd be like, no, it's not that. Whatever. Okay, and that, then... That's how um, British people talk. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, American football, basketball, baseball, hockey. And I think it's in that order of revenues. All right? Football has enormous contracts, enormous TV contracts. So when they... They, didn't, they also didn't really go through the pandemic as much as the other sports did because their season was over right before the pandemic shut everything down uh basketball again has huge tv contracts um mlb has bigger contracts than the nhl but not as big as the uh nba so they don't have to worry about it as much either the thing with the nh and that's a majority of the money that those three leagues make still over 50 percent of it is tv revenue that's not the case with the nhl the nhl is still mostly reliant on gate revenues from season tickets from whatever okay ticket ticket sales that's still their main thing and until their product goes up more where we can get you know better tv contracts it's gonna be that way so they're just trying to recoup the money that they lost and on and i don't want to get into the but other stuff yet because we're jumping a little bit but it's yeah, go not ahead, it's not recouping the money that they lost though they're implementing something that's going to continue in perpetuity like the ad isn't going to go away you're after probably they right get their money back <laughs> you're probably right but for right now the it's you know the the players are in a lot of debt to these nhl owners and the nhl owners are trying to get back the money that they lost and the thing that i that i know a lot of people are like oh well these owners are all you know greedy and stuff like that and i i i totally get that thought because some of them probably are but the thing is is that if these owners don't have money there's no team and if there's no owner to support the team then the team sucks right we saw that with the stars when uh tom hicks screwed the stars over and he had to declare bankruptcy and he sold the team to a bank or something like that and the team was mediocre at best for those periods of years and then tom gillardi comes along and now the stars have done better so you ha people have to understand that money makes the world go around and makes hockey work if we want to have a, an nhl and we want to be able to watch the stars 
Tom Gillardi has to make money. So th- th- that's just my whole thinking of it. Um, the, the idea that we're in danger of the owners not having enough money to keep their teams operating or the league right now, money yes. to keep their money, it, it's, it's not true right now. Agreed. Right now, but it, it, if we're getting ahead. <laughs> it would be perfect to segue into the next thing, but we can't. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, okay? So before uh, before we go into the, that next part about season tickets and stuff, we'll talk about that. But let's get into the one signing I did want to talk about because this was really interesting. I did not see this coming, uh, to be totally honest with you. Um, but Big Jumbo Joe. Big Jumbo Joe is now a member of the Florida Panthers. Uh, the Florida Panthers have done some excellent signings over the past couple of years. And, I mean, they were second in the Central Division last year, you know, beating out Tampa Bay even. And uh, – they went out and got even more players. I mean, Sam Reinhardt, Sam Reinhardt alone scares the crap out of me. Uh, the fact that he's on that stacked Florida Panthers team. And then they go out and get Big Jumbo Joe. So does does that mean that the Florida Panthers could be considered as a Stanley Cup contender right now? What's well, your thoughts on that? Obviously, Joe Thornton thinks so. I mean, there's all, we all right. know there's only one reason he's going there right now. That's to win a Stanley Cup, and he thinks that that team can do it. I definitely think that they can. I think they're definitely uh, at least at least a good playoff team, without a doubt. I feel like if they have a really good regular season, they could definitely become a contender. Well, just get a load of this. So, so these are the players that they have on their, their team right now, and this is insane. Uh, so Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberdeau, those guys have been around for forever for the uh, – for the Florida Panthers. You got Carter Verhage, who scored 18 goals last season in 43 games. He was on a 30-goal pace. You've also got Sam Bennett, who they traded for, from Calgary, and they stole him from Calgary. I think it was like two second-round picks that they got him for. And when he came over, he was basically a point a game in the regular season after he got traded to Florida. You've also got Anthony Duclair, who didn't have a fantastic season, but he's still a good middle six guy. He scored 10 goals in 43 games. I'd, <laughs> I'd take that from some of the Stars players right now. I mean, Patrick Cornquist, Frank Vetrano also scored 18 goals in 56 games. Uh, I mean, Patrick Cornquist, is, he's 34. He scored, still scored 14 goals in 44 games. And then you look at their blue line. They've got Mackenzie Wieger, Aaron Ekblad, Gustav Forsling, Radek Gudis. I mean, that's still a fantastic uh, blue line. It's a little weaker than the Stars, but it's it's still good. And then in net, you got Sergei Bobrovsky, who definitely will bounce back. I I can't see him, you know, sucking it up again. He, he will bounce back. And then you've got a young Spencer Knight as your backup. I mean, that's that's a scary looking team. I don't know if they're a Stanley Cup contender now, but they definitely didn't back down when they thought that they could get more players and make themselves look like a Stanley Cup contender. They can. That's a scary roster. What do you think? Yep, they're definitely getting further than they did last year at least. Yeah, so anyways, I just wanted to mention that because Joe going to Florida, a lot of people were joking. He's retiring early. (laughs) He's getting a – Everybody goes to Florida that's, to retire. That's got to be nice, too, though, honestly. like I'll take that. And can you imagine the weather difference going from Toronto to Florida? Golly. Must be lovely. Lovely. And, you know, not to mention the restrictions are much more relaxed in Florida than they are in Toronto. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay. Anyways, mention that. All right. So, good luck to Jumbo Joe. He won't win the Stanley Cup because the Stars will. So, anyways. Uh, sorry, that was a shot in the dark, but whatever. Um, anyways, let's get into this uh, next topic that we're going to get into. Uh, the NHL executives, according to a report, are worried about what is going to happen for season tickets for this upcoming season. Um, and there's a lot of debate behind this. But the idea is that they think that the buildings will start full in October, but as it goes on further and further throughout the season, that there's going to be less and less and less people going to these games. And, I mean, there's a ton of, you know, intangibles and factors that go into this. Um, before I go into any of these details, what's your original thoughts, Chris, about why you think the execs would be worried about season tickets? Well... I'm no economist, but I want to go to hockey games still. So <laughs> that, that's all I got to say. I have no idea. I don't know why why they think that, but I'm sure they got some fancy algorithms to tell them that. That was disgusting. Never do that again. Oh. <laughs> Pop the fingers. Anyways, okay. So here's the deal with some of the some of these factors that go into why they think they're going to be all worried. Um. First off, obviously the pandemic hit, so that's an easy thing to talk about. The economy is not good anywhere right now, and people just don't have the amount of money to spend on entertainment like they did. And if you're crunching a budget right now, which a lot of people do better than freaking Congress, um, sorry, another shot, then the first thing to go would be entertainment, right? I mean, you're not going to cut, you know, basic necessities like food uh paying the bills cars obviously stuff like that but I'll so the, the first thing that's gonna go is is entertainment and hockey falls into that uh that realm now for me it doesn't it's a necessity but for most people <laughs> it, it's a it, it's a it's a it, it's a form of entertainment so that that's number one the second thing is is that when the nhl shut down for a period of time Everything shut down, right? So there was no sports at all going anywhere. When when those things happened, people had a little bit more time to look back on their lives and look back on their families and stuff like that and reflect a little bit. And maybe and maybe some of them are thinking, you know, maybe I should spend more time with my family or, you know, spend more time at work or be more productive with other things in my life rather than going to 41 games, uh, you know, in a season. Uh, I feel like that's more of a stretch. I don't think that how, how people's mentalities change is calculated into any kind of economic algorithm. Well, but I, I, I think I don't think that's into an economic, you know, whatever, whatever you just said. But it's it goes into the fact Sorry, that it's a smart person word. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm dumb. I stupid. Okay, but it still affects what people, you know, how people feel, how people think, and mm. how they're gonna spend their money. I, I really believe that. I don't think that much. I mean, I'm 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 glad we're all thinking philosophically and everything, but when it comes down to it, everyone wants to watch hockey still. I, if you I, watch hockey, I agree with you. If you're you, watching but... hockey before, I don't think your your reflection time during the pandemic makes you think, man, I don't like hockey anymore. No, and I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. It's just a fact of that people's priorities change. 
I, I truly believe that. I, I mean, mine definitely did over the pandemic. It allowed me to, to look back and realize, you know, hey, I'm not going to work and as much. I mean, I'm sitting in front of a computer doing Google Classroom stuff, but it allowed me to look at the priorities in my life. You know, uh, you know, my 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 God, my family, uh, you know, other things that I had. Uh, there's I'm completely blanking right now because I'm in front of a screen, but it. it it changed my priorities. So if it changed my priorities and I don't even have season tickets because I live too far away anyways, surely that there's a lot of people out there that probably did the same thing. That's just that's just my thinking. Am I crazy? Yeah. A little bit? Okay. A little bit, yeah. We'll just go, we'll just go with crazy then. Okay. Um, I think it'll be fine. We'll get money. They make lots of money different ways. What? NHL's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then this this last thing is is, and I don't know if this really, you know, connects. It it, it probably doesn't, but this is just me. Um, I've gotten a lot lazier over the pan over the pandemic, you know, just with everything. Uh, I was lazy <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. I mean, like during the pandemic, nobody was going anywhere. I mean, excuse me. Um, there you weren't going to any kind of entertainment things you weren't going to the store if you were going to the store you were probably doing just pick up and driving straight back home i mean things like that so it made me lazy in my in my job and you know everyday activities that sort of thing and i've seen it with my kids who i teach as well so they've become a little bit lazier as well they don't want they, it seems like they don't want to work as hard now that's not true for everybody but i have seen that more with the more average kid so my my connection to this is is this: if you're a season ticket holder, a an annual season ticket holder like most, and let's just say that you went through the pandemic and everything, I mean, do you really want to go and spend so much time going to a hockey game, forty game, forty one nights out of the year, when you could you know rather spend time with family or do such and such thing, or just flat out be lazy and sit your butt on the couch and watch and watch the the stars from your couch it is there any connection there is there any correlation there or again am i just insane if there is i can't sympathize with it the, the the first year that i have season tickets will be the happiest hockey year of my life and again i'm, I'm not discounting and it will that. happen it will happen I'm, I'm not discounting that at all but that i believe that there are people out there that would look at that and you know Maybe change it a different way. I don't know. Again, priorities. I mean, priorities changed over the pandemic, and I think that's why the NHL executives are really worried about that. And in the athletic article, that's one of the things they pointed out. So, um, it it really the NHL will be fine. You know, bottom line, the NHL will be fine. They will eventually get back to that four point eight billion projection that they were wanting to get. But how quick they get back to that, I think, is going to be affected by how people's priorities are. And I guess we'll see what happens over the course of the next couple of years. So, anyways, put a bow on that little topic. Um, is there anything you wanted to say about that before we get into the next thing? If you don't want your season tickets, I'll take them. Likewise. So, two people. Two people. I'm look We're looking for two groups of season tickets. Okay. Anyways, okay. So... Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is uh, stars line combos, defensive pairings, and uh, goaltending, and what it's going to look like for the 
what it could possibly look like for the 2021-2022 season. Um, we very, very briefly went over this um, in our free agent frenzy uh, episode, but I wanted to go into a little bit more depth and let's see if maybe yours changed or maybe somebody makes a lineup that you originally didn't have put. So, uh, so what we'll do is we're going to go just line by line, D pair by D pair, and you just tell me, tell me your thoughts on each one. All right. Uh, I... Why don't you go ahead and go first, and let's just start with the first line. Who's the first line? All right. So my first line uh, is going to be Pavelski, Hintz, and Robertson. It, it worked all year last year. No need to change it. Hintz is – I guess this is kind of a hot take. Hintz is going to be our highest scorer at the end of this year, in my opinion. Oh, shoot. So, I, that's that's not a hot take at all, in my opinion, based off of what we saw last season. Sagan is still a great player, which is why I think it's a hot take. But I think Hintz is going to be our highest scorer next year, so I think that's definitely going to be our first line. Hopefully, Pavelski can play at least close to what he did last season, and then that line will be amazing. <laughs> and I think it'll help a little bit that he play. I assume because I'm with you on this. That's my first line combo too, is that he plays on the wing. So there's a little bit yeah. less responsibility and a little bit less coverage on the ice. The center does the most skating out of all three front forwards. So I think that will help Pavelski and maybe help his production. We'll see. So, hopefully, hopefully he just doesn't lose too much because he's, he's going to be worse this season. There's no doubt about that. He, he had probably the best season he's going to have in his uh, fourth quarter of his career, we'll say. But hopefully he just doesn't lose too much. Well, I mean, 15 goals, 28 assists, 43 points in 41 games. I mean, it was That's crazy. His he and while he's injured, while yep. he's injured. So, that just makes me think that that injury held him back. So, you know, I wouldn't I think he can hit 30 goals this season. I really do. I really do. If you double that, 40, 41 times 2, that's 82 games. 15 times 2, that's 30 goals right there. And I think the projection is going to be even higher. So I think he gets 30 goals this season. No way he can keep that up. No way? We'll why, be lucky why so? if he gets 20. Because he's he's so old. Last season was crazy. <laughs> he was one of the – he was – Oh, was we're, talking the... about, we're talking about two totally different people right now. I was talking about Hintz. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you were talking about Pavelski, I thought. No, but, no, I, I was talking wrong? about Hintz. Yes, you did. Oh, <laughs> it's been a long day. Hintz. Hintz, yes, he can score 30 goals. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I Okay, and I'll, I'll flip around and say I agree with you on Pavelski. If he hits 20 uh, goals, that will be great. I, 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 so that's okay. <laughs> well, we, we can go back and listen to the episode and see who was wrong. It was probably uh, me, but it, either way. I think it was me. I, I've been working so much. I hate it. I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Second line, who you got? Uh, um, second line, I've got, I've got Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov, and I couldn't decide who I wanted on the left side, either Giryanov or Kiviranta, and I'm kind of leaning towards Kiviranta for one specific reason, and that's because I think that Giryanov will play better with Ben than he would play with uh, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov. Hmm. I'm putting Guryanov there, but you can keep going if you have so, more to, to No, explain. go ahead. You go ahead. Second well, line. I'm putting Guryanov there because, obviously, Russian line. That's freaking cool. Um, also, 
Goryanov can just be the run and gun guy while Sagan just dances around everybody, and Radulov can somehow find ways to score goals. <laughs> so, and having the one timers on both sides of the both sides of the ice that would be nice too. But either way, I think those three guys are our most consistent offensive guys. Now, Goryanov wasn't really last season. He but was, I, he had a sophomore slump last season. It was really yeah, rough for him. I expect him to bounce back pretty pretty dramatically this year. Um, how twenty plus goals? I wouldn't say thirty. Uh, if he hits twenty, we, plus, we would I be would, happy with twenty. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That, that would be awesome if we could get some a, a little bit more production. Twenty would be very good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the re the reason why I don't put uh Garyanov on that second line is I think Kiviranta is a better fit because he has a little bit of speed that Dennis Garyanov. Yeah, Garyanov is so slow. That- don't, it, don't even it, it say depends it. on the game. It depends on the game because sometimes no. he can keep up. With, sometimes he can keep up with Hints, and other times it seems like he's the slowest player on the ice. It, so, admit that that was a dumb statement and make no, your next point. That was okay. so dumb. So third line, I'll say my third line. Okay? okay, third line, and a lot. I don't understand this. The did you read that article? The the season preview that the NHL.com put up. Uh, I don't know. I might have. It was a bunch of trash. It was a bunch of trash completely. And uh, they said, like, Riley Tufty was on the cusp of being on the NHL roster. And I'm like, what have you been watching? <laughs> he could. Maybe I mean, he has a he, great camp. <laughs> even if he has a great camp, he has nothing in his past to back up why he should be allowed to be on the NHL roster, in my opinion. Anyways, that's not what I'm getting into. My third line is Jamie Benn at center because they've already said that he's going to play center. And they're they're gonna explore that, and then I've got uh, Garyanov on one side, and then I'm gonna go ahead out and out there and say that Riley Damiani makes the camp and he's on the third line because I really want him to make it. <laughs> I thought my guy that I have on the third line was crazy, but yours is really crazy, bro. Well, it, I think he's gonna be given every opportunity making an AHL Rookie of the Year, and. That's a line that kind of fits him. He, he may have to play a little bit more of a PK role than he did when he was with the Texas Stars. But again, that third line completely is changed from last season. It's that that line is not a defensive line at all. That is a that is a third line scoring line in my opinion, and that's why I I love that line. Anyways, who who did you so did you have the same two people? Well, no, you had Kiwi on the third line. Go ahead, say your third one. That that would be crazy. That would be cool. I would love for that to happen. But anyway, my third line, I'm putting Kivi Ranta on the third line, and I'm putting Ben there as well. I think he's going to stay at center. And then I have Delandria as making camp. That's not too far out there. I really yeah. don't believe that. That's I didn't think it was too there. far out there, but I, it was still out there. Mine's so. a little, mine's further yours out there than yours. Yours is way far out there, yeah. bro. Agreed. But I think Deland- if Delandria really worked this offseason, which I really hope he did, got bigger and stronger which was the big thing that we talked about with the with the eye test was showing us is that mm-hmm. he would run at people and he would just hit them Bounce and off. fall yeah. <laughs> so i think if, if he got if he got bigger and stronger which i have full faith that he did now that he's trying to push to make an nhl roster and he's on the cusp i i think he would be great right there i think he would play really well with kibi ronta as well okay and uh the the fourth i'll go ahead and let you do your fourth line because i'm still even at the last second, I'm thinking about changing it. But can you can you go ahead and go with your fourth <laughs> line? <laughs> All right. 
So my fourth line, I've got Como, I have okay. Foxa, and I have Glendinning. Foxa and Glendinning can trade whoever's doing the center. It doesn't matter. Uh, they can both take face-offs. That's going to be an amazing... All three of those guys are amazing penalty killers. That's going to be awesome for our penalty killing. I think we're going to have... I think we should have the best penalty killing in the league this year. Just based off of our roster, I think we should have the best penalty killing. With how good we are at face-offs, how good those face-off guys are at penalty killing, we should be the best at that. So I'm really happy with that line as a depth line, and that can be a lockdown line too. Like if you're winning every face-off that happens in your defensive zone, then the, the other team's first line, they can't get the puck. Like They can't get the puck if we have it. Agreed, and I've got the same fourth line. I do. Same fourth line. And for all the reasons you said. Yeah. Um, and um, we're both going the, against most people, and we're saying that Michael raffles out. Yeah, and my thing is is that you got to let some of these young kids start to take over because let, let's just assume that the Stars don't make the yeah, I mean, make the playoffs and they don't win the Stanley Cup. This is it. This is our chance. If they don't make the Stanley Cup, you're going to need some of those younger guys to step up because, I mean, next year Pavelski is gone. I don't see him being re-signed. Uh, Radulov is gone. I don't see him being re-signed. And, and we start going, I wouldn't say a rebuild, a full-on rebuild, but definitely like a retool, if that kind of makes sense. I'm, I'm stealing the words from the hockey guy. But uh, we'll still be relevant, but we will be a, a bubble playoff team for sure next year, in my mind. Now, this year I'm way higher on the stars than most people are. Most people still see them as a bubble playoff team. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I think the raffle signing was pretty useless. I don't think he should play. I, I, I think disagree. we have, I think we have enough depth guys where we we, we didn't need to spend a million dollars to get raffle. I don't think it's important for us. I mean, the, I mean, look at the guys we have. We have Delandre, we have Gardner, we have Les Bronce. Uh, you could say Tufty could definitely play. I know you kind of scoffed at that, but I think he still has potential as a prospect. Even even Adam Masherin. I mean. You would give him a shot, I think, instead of giving. He, some... he went. He went to Europe to play. He's not. Oh shoot! He's I forgot about that. No, <laughs> dude. Another one. We killed another one in the AHL. But anyway. <laughs> you know, Damiani. Was... I would rather give him a chance than let a thirty-two-year-old right and and can't your... score play like. Well, and here's the thing with the raffle signing. What what that shows to me is that he wants a little bit more uh, veteran presence in the lineup, which yeah, cause we don't I think have is enough. crazy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, I mean, so when you go down the list of forwards in their ages, just of who will be in my lineup, here's their ages. All right. So 32, and uh, where's the last one? Uh, 21. So, I mean, it's a good mix of both, but it's almost like we have, like, all the young guys and all the old guys. There's not many guys in between, right? Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. So, it, it's, it's, it's almost like he's trying to take this scale, which those of you who are on the podcast side, you can't see him have one hand down, one hand up, and he's just trying to balance it out a little bit. Um. Is 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 that the is that the thought from Jim Neal? Well, if that's the thought, then how does the raffle signing balance anything? <laughs> the ra the raffle signing balances. I don't think he makes. I think he's number thirteen. 
He's forward number thirteen. That's I, I sure that, hope so. I don't think I don't think that's and, gonna be it though. And yes, we had a lot of guys who came up and played really well for the Stars this past season. Like I mean, Gardner, Gardner played fairly decent in the bottom uh, six role. And and same thing with uh with Tanner Caro. He was probably the best one, uh, to fill in those bottom roles. But what he didn't like, and what we talked about, we we talked about this a long time ago, is that that fourth line and sometimes even the third line had AHL level guys on it. And it's almost like he heard us and he went and said, okay, I'm going to go get all these guys. And a lot of it he did in, he, he even did it in uh, the defense as well. So, okay. Bow on forwards, defenseman. Who's your, uh, this is really easy. Way, way less. <laughs> way less. Lundell. Yeah. Right. Okay. All same right. with, same with me. Keep going. Moving on. Uh, Okay, so this one, uh, I was I was very tempted to do Miro and Hockenpah, but I'm gonna do Miro and Sutter instead, just because I think I still do think Sutter is a solid defensive guy and will be the same kind of security blanket for Miro. He may not be as big, but whenever we need the big guy, we'll put Hockenpah out there with Sekera. Okay, and who's your third pairing? Who makes it? Sekera and Hockenpah. Sekera and Hockenpah. Okay. So I hope that uh, Harley or Han- or Hanley, either one. Harley or Hanley <laughs> pushes Sekker out, but I don't think so. I, I honestly think that uh, that uh, what's his face? You just said it, Hanley. Han- I think Hanley is number number seven. What about Harley? Harley. What about Hanley? Could... I hate you, Harley. <laughs> Wait, who? Harley. Harley. No. <laughs> Harley does not make the stars this year because I think this is a year that they try to go for the cup, and I just don't think he's ready yet. And and plus he he's dis- he destroyed the AHL this past season. He did great, uh, and I really think that even further that he's not going to make this roster just based off of uh, Andreas Borgman and Alex Petrovic being signed by Nell. Those are purely depth moves. Those guys are not going to play much for the Stars, but they're going to be on the NHL roster. Um, so and I and to make I have the exact same defensive pairings, although. I think if Suter struggles for a long period of time, so let's just say I think he'll struggle right off the bat because he's in a different city for the first time in a long time. I, I think if it's by late November, maybe early December, if he's still struggling a lot, I think Hawk and Paul will be given that opportunity to play in the top four. So uh, I think that will happen. And then, uh, all right, so then the big question – and everybody's talking about it and confused about it. Who's in net? In a perfect world, Ottinger's in net and Holtby's the backup and Dobby is not on the roster and has been traded. But this world is not perfect. It is evil and it is mean and it is full of stupid general managers who like to have four <laughs> NHL goaltenders on the exact same roster and pay all of them lots of money. It's so stupid. We still have four NHL goal. Bishop may be out in Dunzo. Right now, we have four NHL goalies on our roster. That is idiotic. It is so stupid, and it is what is going to make this podcast over the hour mark once again. Because I'm going to disagree (laughs) with you at every turn of what you're going to say, because it's stupid and it's dumb, and we should not be putting on during the AHL in any circumstance, and you're going to try and make an argument as to why you should be in the AHL again, and it'll be stupid, and I'll hate you for it. Okay, I'll probably I never, go play in Europe. I never said that Ottinger should be in the AHL. 
I don't want him to be in the AHL. I don't think he deserves to be in the AHL. But look, but I'm reading the cards of what Jim Neal did. What did he do? He went out he did and stupid got stupid things. He did uh, dumb things that you should berate him for. No, I'm not going to berate him for it because he is a brilliant person, and I'm stupid. So I mean, you literally just said it. I'm stupid. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with and trust in Jim Neal that he knows what he's doing. Um, I think Ottinger starts in the AHL, which I think is stupid as well. I don't agree with it, but obviously maybe there's it's something Jim Nill knows. It's asinine. It's the most idiotic. It's the most idiotic thing ever. Ottinger would tear up the AHL if he played the same, but he's not going to because he's going to be so put out that he's not in the NHL. He should be no matter what. We should just name him our starter now and give him the best chance. This is stupid. Uh, and we've already talked about this. I don't want him to Carter Hart it, okay? Carter Hart did fantastic when he first came in, and he was he was young. And he was basically given the reins to the gold, to the crease, and he's just like, in Philadelphia, was like, here you go, it's yours. And then he sucked it up this this past season. Um, so I don't want that to happen to... But you don't have that, because you have either Ottinger or Holtby as the backup, who are proven starters, and they, they could do it if they had to. They wouldn't they wouldn't be great, but they would it would be enough so that if our team was good enough, we could still win games. So okay. it's not it's not the same though. It's not the same as Carter Hart because Carter Hart had nobody. It was him. That was it. Yes, you're you're right. Ottinger but, would have a safety net. It would be the perfect situation to do it, and we're still not going to do it. But in but he, a lot of people say he doesn't have a safety net. How? Dobby D- Dobby did not. Dobby he, almost won the Stanley Cup by himself. And I'm not talking about the Stanley Cup. I'm talking about last season. Okay. That duo he, he of had a bad season sh- compared to the Stanley Cup, but he was still better than lots of other goalies in the NHL. Yes, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but it wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. And that is what Jim Knowles is looking at. He's looking at the fact, okay, if Ottinger is the starter. Well, none of these goalies they, are good enough to make the playoffs. You think Holpe's good enough to make the playoffs for I us? I do. If he's going to. Oh my gosh! I do. Go tell that to Vancouver fans. Okay. They would call. They would I know, laugh you I know. off the okay, air, but dude. They would also agree with me that Vancouver does not have a defense. Vancouver okay. doesn't have a defense. He, he will. Okay? Objectively you have already be told me. You have already told me. Yes. Yes, he will be better. His stats will be better. And you have already told me that this team, the the our top four, and uh, assuming it's Suter, we'll just go with Suter. That. They are the, the we have one of the best decors in the NHL. Uh huh. I agree, a hundred percent. And behind goaltending is important, but that defense that we have is going to stop a lot of the issues that Holtby had last season. Holtby didn't have that security blanket of, of a great top four defenseman. Uh, decor, sorry, not de- de- defenseman doesn't make sense, but decor. Okay, he will be better. He has the opportunity to take that net. I don't agree that he should. Okay, but he is the extra security blanket because Dobby has shown that he can't be that security blanket. Okay. Well, then why is he on the roster? Hmm. Then why is he on the roster? Ottinger has already showed that he can be a backup. He did it really well last season. So why is Dobby on the roster if he can't be a starter? We don't need him for a backup, and he's getting paid $3 million. We, get, we He was strictly for last season, in my opinion, why he got paid, because we knew that we were going to have to go with Ottinger no matter what, and Bishop was hurt. We knew okay, that. Okay, well, then why hasn't he moved yet? I don't know. He has it, 
he has and, a five team no trade list. There's lots and, of other places. And then here's with. here's the other thing about Ottinger as well. Jim Nell has not come out and said that Ottinger will start in the AHL. What has transpired is that Heike came out today and said, I, I, "I need to go find that tweet, but and I'll find it here while you're talking in a second. But he came out and said it's kind of expected that he was going to start in the AHL. That does not mean that Nil thinks that he's going to be in the AHL. He flat out came in the press conference, the Zoom press conference, after the free agent period. He said, come and get it. Come and get it. This is your net if you prove to me that you can come and get it. Now, in my opinion, I think he already proved it. Okay, and lots of other Stars fans agree with us. Okay, we talked to Josh. Josh agrees 100% that Ottinger should be the starter. Um, I, I mean, listening to the Hockey Guy videos on on the, his YouTube channel, he's he thinks that he's proven that he can be a starter for the Stars this upcoming season. But obviously, last season and I guess the bubble playoffs wasn't enough for Jim Nell. But he's leaving that door open for Ottinger to take that job. I really and and I really think he will. Okay, I think he, he will. So he left the the, he left the door open, and then he put another barricade in front by signing Holpe. He like, wants competition. If it was Ottinger or Hudobin, that would be fine for him to say, "Go get it and try and beat try and beat Hudobin." That's fine. But you're gonna but bring he's in already, as well. He's already done that. He's already beaten Dobby. Then why is Dobby on the roster? If he's already beaten Dobby, Dobby shouldn't be, be on the roster. Because no it's an ex. If Ottinger, if he feels that Ottinger is still not ready, if he looks at camp, you just said he was better than Hudobin. I, I, I'm. This is not me. I'm. I'm. This is me speaking to Jim Nell. Okay. If he, if Jim Nell looks at those three guys, and he looks at at camp, and he says Ottinger is not ready. Okay. If we did not sign Holtby, who is our who is our tandem? Hudobin and Point. No, Ottinger that would, would be, be it. Ottinger would not be that bad. He would he would not be so bad that he has to get sent down. Right, but you're again, if he's not ready, if you're and I'm I'm not he arguing. Is ready. He played the whole season. <laughs> I'm talking the whole I'm, season. I'm I'm, I'm talking as Jim Nell. You're arguing with Jim Nell right now, not me. Well, I agree if, with you. I, then they okay? stupid. He's stupid. Then no, he's like the whole season. He's not going to be bad enough to have to be put in the AHL. He played not half the thing. season. He played half the season, and Dobby played the other half. Okay. If Ottinger is not great. ready in he his... better than Dobby. Dobby should not be on the roster if we're saying that he's better than Hudobin. Agreed. Or I'm, that I'm not, is better than Hudobin. I'm not disagreeing with you, Chris, okay? But it, I'm well, thinking Jim as Jim Nill. If we're both agreeing and you're just talking about all these other people who agree with us, <laughs> Jim Nill's stupid. He's dumb. That's the point. That's a no. stupid decision to make. Okay, you're, but you're going to talk about a guy who is who built, who built helped build up the Detroit Red Wings as a Stanley Cup contender won several cups with the stand with the detroit red wings and you're going to turn around and say that yep. he's stupid and because and he's Martin hansel as a key piece to to make us a cup contender yes oh and, we'll and also stupid and also trade for tyler sagan and completely you know jerk off the the boston bruins that was the wrong word <laughs> that was the wrong word yeah <laughs> any but anyways and then and then also go and sign Joe Pavelski. Yes, first season he sucked, but he was the reason why the Stars went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Him and Dobby both. Okay, so uh, I I disagree for, for with every, you. That, for every good decision he's made, I could point out a bad one. So like, it's not like he's. There have been more good decisions than bad decisions. And we we, we as people that. want to go through and criticize all the bad decisions. 
That's it doesn't, doesn't sound like you do. That's what I like to look at the positives in life, Chris. You're just a, you're just all negative all the time. You're looking at the negatives. So all yeah. right, well, I'll finish out this segment by saying Ottinger is going to end up in the AHL this year. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to hate it. Holby's going to be bad again. He's going to be better than last season, but he's still going to be bad. Negative, negative. Uh, That's two negative things. Hudobin's going to be bad. No, 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 the negative just, thing. And we're going to be just trying to overcome goalies all year. It's going to be ridiculous. Disagree, hundred percent. That's what's going to hold us back is goaltending this year. And if we're it happens, waiting I, for the day that Ben Bishop comes back, and we're going to be praying that he can actually play goalies. He's, he's I, I think he's done. I, I really think he's done. I don't see him coming back. If the Stars don't make the playoffs, I agree with you. That's going to be the reason why Holby doesn't show up, Dobby doesn't rebound, and Ottinger yeah. is in it, the AHL. It, in the gaming world, so if anybody knows about esports, our win condition right now is goaltending and. By the goalies that it looks like that are going to be starting, I'm not happy with that win condition. Well, I think it. I think Ottinger does win the starting role. I do, and he I better. think he he will he will. And if I'm wrong, I will be very sad. But I think he will, and I think I think Holby comes in and he uh, he outshines Dobby. And, he, and in then a we have a three million dollar third third string goalie. Just on our roster. Now, if if he gets put down, no, I think he can probably go to the AHL. And no one's going to pick that up, right? Okay. So if he goes down in the AHL, what happens is that the Stars save a million and a half on cap space. I don't know if he space. can go to the AHL. He, he has to pass through waivers, but yeah. he, he can go to the AHL. He can. Um. And, and then the same with Holby. If, if Holby goes down to the AHL and Hudobin outplays Holby – then that he's his cap hit is two million dollars. So then the stars can put most of that cap hit in the uh, in the AHL, and then it only five hundred thousand is on the cap for the stars. So I I think I I really do think it's Ottinger will win it, and then it'll be Holby. That's that's who I think goes with the the tandem. So, anyways, we we were arguing with each other, and I wasn't even, uh, and I was agreeing with you. I don't know how that happened, but anyways, okay. So, any, any last thoughts before we wrap that part up? I'm upset. You're upset just because I, I played devil's advocate. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, we're getting to our Who Cares segment for the evening. And uh, shout out to Ellie for giving us the idea. Ellie is Christian's girlfriend. So, hi, Ellie. Thank you for the idea. Christian, you want to tell our audience the idea? We're doing top three favorite cereals. I'm still in a bad mood. I can't sell it to you. Cereal's good. We like cereal. Ryan, go first. Sugary, sugary stuff. Okay. All right. Um, number three, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's awesome cereal. I love it. Just put Cinnamon Toast Crunch at number three? Yeah. Oh, my. Because I think, the, I think my, my next two are – well, number two is a little bit basic, but number one is my favorite, so I got to keep it that, at that. All right. Number three is Captain Crunch Peanut Butter Puffs. They're very Captain, good. Captain Crunch We're, Peanut Butter Puffs? Yes. Really? Have you, have, you, have you not had them? No, I haven't. They're peanut butter. So think of Reese's Puffs and take out the chocolate. Yeah. Captain Crunch peanut butter puffs. They're delicious. They're amazing. You must you must eat them with milk because they're very dry, but they're delicious. You could probably eat those by themselves too, right? And as like a snack or whatever? No. No, not really? No. Too dry. But it's funny you said Reese's Puffs because that's my number two. And... 
My it, number two is Reese's Puffs. Yeah, okay, so we we finally agree on something, it, and even though we were agreeing on basically everything else. <laughs> it's a candy in cereal form. And it's no, amazing. really? Peanut butter and chocolate is absolute best. So um, even the off-brand Reese's Puffs that, I, that I've seen, you know, I think like... Uh, Weirdo? I think a multi-meal... I, I mean, if, if I had the choice, obviously I'm getting Reese's Puffs, but even the off-brand ones are All okay. Right. I'm going to give my number one because it's less exciting. My number one is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is perfect. Cinnamon and sugar Sorry. is such a classic cereal or, or flavor combination. Snickerdoodles, amazing cookies. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, amazing cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, number one. Not overly decadent like Reese's Puffs are. It, they're very crunchy. The perfect size, that is the perfect size for cereal to get multiple on the spoon. Amazing. <laughs> We're analyzing our cereal choices. <laughs> okay. My, my number one is actually a, a off-brand cereal because that's what we were fed when we were kids. Oh, no. I know. But it, it's the good one, Chris. It's it's the best off-brand cereal. The Cocoa Dino Bites. He's shaking his head at me because he disagrees. Cocoa Dino Bites are basically like Cocoa Krispies. And they're my absolute favorite cereal. I still eat it even today. I don't think we have a bag in the in the uh, the pantry right now. But Chris, stop! You're making me feel bad. This is such a terrible pick. That's not a terrible pick. It's what the happens, greatest cereal in the what world. What happens when you pour milk in that? Cocoa. It literally turns into cement. No, it doesn't. What are you yes, talking it about? Does. No, it doesn't. You so what you do is you have the cocoa dino bites, right? Okay, you put you the put milk it on in the it. Spoon, you put a splash of milk on that spoonful, and you immediately eat it before no. it gets too soggy. No, you know, well, I mean, I eat it fast anyways because I love that cereal. But you put the milk in there, and then you eat the cereal. Yes, it get it may get soggy if you leave it laying around. But then at the end, you have chocolate milk. How awesome is that? No thoughts. That is, that is terrible. <laughs> Whose okay. favorite cereal is any form of Rice Krispie? That is... Okay. Uh, honorable mention to Apple Jacks, by it... the way. Oh, my. You would say that <laughs> after all of this. You would say that. Wait, to is that one of your top ones? like Apple Jacks or Rice Krispies, offense fully meant. Your cereal <laughs> choices are terrible. No one's listening to you, Chris. Chris, you're just an idiot. You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. That was a really good except, insult. Except for the... Really oh, struck up. me to my core. You did. Um, I like the cinnamon toast crunch one, but and the Reese's Puffs. But what was your third one again? Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess those are uh, those are okay too. Some people have told me it's good. I need to try it. Okay, I think that does it for us. Uh, that wasn't too bad. Hour and twelve minutes, right? Everybody heard that. Whoops. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, anyways, um. Thank you guys for tuning in this evening. Along with Chris, I am Ryan, and you've been listening to Starcastic Remarks presented by DraftKings. Make sure you use that promo code THPN uh, when you go on their app for a daily deal that they have. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Starcastic R, Instagram, Starcastic Remarks Podcast, all that jazz, Snapbook, all that jazz. And if you would kindly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on the Apple Podcast side. Uh, we'd really appreciate it, and we'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. Chris, you got anything else to say before we uh, end it off this evening? I think we're incapable of making short episodes. 
<laughs> I know. You, you remember when we used to do like 20, 30 minute episodes and now we're like doing like. I'm sure when we're way doing. Way longer. Ew, why is the Islanders? Oh, I messed up. No. Okay. We'll catch you guys bye, on the flip bye, side. Good night. Bye. bye. <laughs> you can turn it off.